everyone. Welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers, seekers of happiness and joy, seekers of a centered approach to success in life, seekers of their true, authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. So I want to I want to talk about this thing, Melissa, mm-hmm. but I don't mm-hmm. want to sound like a total jerk. <laughs> um, but oh I come on, to... sound like a jerk. It'll make it fun. So I had lunch with someone who I've known for at uh, 25 years, like a oh. long time since since he was in seventh grade. Oh, okay. Right? So, mm-hmm. um. All right, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you some insights, and you're gonna guess who it is, and we can we can use his name because I'll tell him. Oh, um, okay. Ooh. But uh, okay, so I've known him a really long so time. Risky. He used to work for me at Tightrope. Okay. Then he left um, on like pretty good terms to like, go do his own thing, mm-hmm. and I um, I sold him one of the products that we had discontinued. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who yeah, it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> this Brandon. Yeah. All right. So Brandon and I get together. Um, like we used to work together. I mean, we worked together right. for like 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I had known him since he was in seventh grade. And the reason I knew him when he was in seventh grade was because uh, when I was in college, in high school and college, I was working at that TV station. Yeah. He was one of the volunteers. Oh, I never right? knew that, I don't think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he was a he was one of the young kid volunteers, mm-hmm. kid because I was also a kid, like not that much younger than yeah. me. Yeah, I was gonna say you're and, making it sound like you're like 106, but hey, okay. when you're you know yeah. when you're 17 and you're hanging and 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 you got like <laughs> 14 years all around, it's a big difference, yeah, huge difference, <laughs> so much more mature. Well, uh, so as as our relationship has progressed for a, a long time, you know, mm-hmm. like. We've worked together, um, and then um, then we kind of parted ways from a work perspective. Well, I was kept in touch, right? Yeah. Well, I had lunch with them last week, um, and we do that like maybe once a quarter or something. I didn't to... know you still did that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I just like to get get together with them because I, you know, because like he's my friend, right? Mm-hmm. But at this point, we're like. You know, I feel like we're more like buddies than sure. yeah. uh, anything else because we're not work colleagues anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, and last week is as good as like, you know, the normal how you doing, what's going on. Um, and he, Brandon went into um, just was asking me tons of questions about like what he should do with his business, how he's positioning his product. <laughs> it's like oh, really mm-hmm. getting into and I'm totally happy to um help him in that way mm-hmm. but and... i was not going into that lunch with the mindset that oh. it was just going to be like uh um, yeah that kind of yeah um yeah yeah lunch. i thought we were just gonna like talk about you know whatever like nerdy stuff and how our families are doing <laughs> and you know like like that and and i was actually I feel bad about this, but I was actually complaining to one of my other friends. Mm. I was like, oh, I went to lunch with him, and all we did was talk about his business. And he goes, mm-hmm. well, JJ, 
like because you're his mentor yeah i was like really yeah i didn't and it was the first time where i actually realized like oh wait no i have been probably since he was in seventh grade maybe yeah playing this mentorship role mm-hmm. and probably when i was when i was young younger working at the tv station i probably really was i think i was more conscious that i was playing that role sure uh then actually i like more viewed him as a peer for a really long time Mm -hmm. and then i kind of moved i moved him into the friend category yeah he might have stayed in the the men the mentee Mentee. category the entire Mm -hmm. time and i actually didn't realize it so then i was really feeling bad like oh well i'm not Uh, really doing justice Mm -hmm. yeah to brandon by like not like kind of being there for the way he wants me to be there for him mm. you know i don't yeah. have to say i'm judging myself in that way but you know what i yeah. mean like yeah i totally know what you like, mean uh, and then so it really got me thinking about like mental relationships friend relationships mm-hmm. and like how you draw those boundaries and how you set those expectations yeah. for the kind of relationships you might have and maybe yeah. the ebb and flow like i was explaining here like maybe it changes over time yeah, I well, I wanted to talk about this topic today because I think we are all um, there are many, many relationships in our lives where we are a mentor or we are a mentee. And I think that um, a lot of times they're very helpful and other times there's a lot of pressure. Mm. Um, and I, I and I think that we mentor people and we get mentored in all sorts of ways that are not like just the common work ways. And I think the reason I think it's such an important topic, especially right now, is I think that people are more fragile than normal. Hmm. I think people are more afraid than usual, um, just with everything that's going on in the world. And I feel like when people become more afraid, they become more sensitive. And when they hmm. become more sensitive, they seek they seek things that make them feel safe. And and that happens in your personal life. It happens in your work life. You know, it happens kind of all over the place. And I don't think we even na- naturally recognize it. I think it's more of a subconscious reach. <clears throat> so tell me, so before we t- totally get right into some of that, yeah, yeah. like you went yeah. deep all right away. I'm like, Wait, <laughs> what? Well, you know me. Ugh. No idle chit chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we use the word mentor, it is yeah. in the work in yeah. the work environment, it's like a very specific thing. It's usually to me like a younger person mm-hmm. seeking the guidance of a more experienced person mm. to help guide them through their career. Mm. Now, I think you could, there are mm. situations where you apply that to your personal life. Like I might have an older friend who's gone through lots of other experience yeah. who is, is my mentor. Yeah. Um, Where's the line of being of being a mentor or or just being bossy and telling people what to do? (laughs) Well, some people want that. Some people ask you to be that when you don't want to be that. But I have an interesting comment. That whole thing that you just said, Mm -hmm. what you just said is mentorship happens when somebody's older than somebody else. You had a a real. Oh, I did. Yeah. It was like an experience level thing. Yeah. Well, our. Yeah, but actually, it doesn't even have to be that. I think like that's one of the sneaky mentor places. Like that's a sneaky mentee-mentor relationship right there is if you're peer-to-peer exactly the same age. Or what if Mm -hmm. somebody's younger than you in the workplace 
and you're seeking to understand something or understand a particular part of your job or something that's changing in the market or a different mm -hmm. perspective and somebody that's 10, 15 years younger than you might be spot on and have absolutely all the knowledge about that. And isn't that interesting? Yeah, though? No, like, no one likes that situation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh my He's gosh. like, oh, those young whippersnappers are so smart. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But I, I think too, like, you know, how many times do you get tapped to be a mentor because of a title? Yeah. Or because of your age? Yeah. Or because of your expertise? Or perceived one totally. of those. Totally. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So what you're exploring is this idea that the, the default is you're seeking mentorship. Mm -hmm. from someone who you perceive to be, I don't know, more experienced, wiser, mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. Society kind of paints that as mm -hmm. an older person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's lots to be gained from yeah. a whole variety of different perspectives. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the things that I'm doing right now is I've developed this really fun. I'm just having so much fun with this project. It's a leadership academy for several companies that fall under an umbrella. And one of the things that we've been exploring this last quarter is our own levels of leadership. It's a John Maxwell thing. It's mm. really cool, the five levels of leadership. Mm -hmm. And in that is a concept that talks about what do you have to give? And it just brings you into a whole different flavor of mentorship that I think is so meaningful and so much more real than how some people would just, you know, like throw up the sign about what is it to be a mentor? Like, mm -hmm. you know, oh, you should mentor this and you should, you should, you should, you should. Um, but it's really interesting when you start looking at it from a skill perspective as opposed to an age or an experience perspective. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating to see what's there. And it's fascinating to see who emerges mm. in those opportunities, you know, of professional skill. Mm -hmm. Say for example, for example. So, like, there's certainly like the, again, like in the work environment, there is value in finding a mentor. Yes, uh, absolutely. Like lots of value in finding a mentor. Yes. Yeah. And I'd go so far as to say, don't not have a mentor or two or three or four. Like, go find some mentors immediately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in that environment seeking out a mentor and like asking finding someone who you, maybe you look up to and and, yep. and you want to learn from um how would you approach asking them mm -hmm. to be your mentor oh that's such a good question because herein lies the problem with, with the description that you just gave with you and brandon this yeah. is where that issue where it starts to not be so smooth where there's a couple bumps in there mm -hmm. because you both had assumptions about what your relationship was and if he's considering you as his mentor, as he always has, he never really asked you permission. Mm. He never really asked you for, this is what I really could use your guidance on. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't give you any fence posts to follow. So that, if you, you know, that's like a number one thing I would say is for people that are looking for mentors or they in, in the professional environment, or they have a mentor in a professional environment, it's really the mentee's responsibility to outline mm. what it is that they want help with. 
Even if it's ambiguous and they aren't exactly sure, they should probably have some idea. And and set the expectation for the relationship, right? 100%. Like, hey, I want mm-hmm. this kind of thing. For I want to be a mentee. I want to learn from you, and this is what I want from our relationship. Yep, exactly. And I have I've had several mentors in my life, and I still have mentors. I'm always looking for new mentors, and I mean, some of my clients are my mentors in totally different ways, you know. Um, and and if I am seeking to understand their perspective more, I will ask permission. Mm. I would love to get your perspective on this. I'd love to learn from you about this. Um, and and it makes it such a better re- relationship between the two sides. Mm-hmm. You know, if a mentor knows what's expected of them, because I think a lot of people go into looking for mentors with the expectation that, that it's the mentor's job to tell them what they should know. It's the mentor's yeah. job to yeah. outline right? It's the mentor's responsibility there. That's the better word. It's the mentor's responsibility to manage the relationship. And when we, when like (laughs) the frame around the mentor Mm -hmm. is that they are the more experienced expert in something. So it's an, you can see how that's an easy assumption to say also they will define the relationship and the the boundaries of the relationship. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is it's more appropriate for the mentee to define the boundaries of the relationship and and really define what they are asking of the mentor. Yeah, even if it's like the short term versus the long term approach, like even a mentee might say, uh, this is where I'm at right now. And I'd love mm-hmm. to get your guidance about this specific thing, you know, and, and maybe that mentor could give the guidance for the next five year runway about what this person should do. But that's yeah. really probably not necessary, warranted and wouldn't actually be very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas maybe if the mentee could communicate really clearly about what they, where they are, the mentor can then fill in the spackle, right? Like hmm. where the gaps and holes are. It's like, oh, okay, this is where they are. I can, I remember I can be with this person hmm. here. And this is probably what are some of the things I'd be thinking about if I were them. And it just creates so much more space for creative growth together. Hmm. And I think, I, I think that becomes... I think that becomes a very meaningful relationship when someone is being asked to mentor mm-hmm. specifically and being told where this mentee is and why the mentee thinks that this mentor is such a valuable resource for them mm-hmm. right now or in perpetuity, you know? Yeah. So you said like a valuable relationship for the both of them. Mm-hmm. Tell me about how being a mentor mm-hmm. is valuable for the mentor. Mm. I think there's a number and this is just from my own lens so i don't Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not being you know i don't think this is the answer for everybody but i do think there's a couple of key things that happen when you're allowed to be a mentor first of all it feels really good to be able to help Mm -hmm. um you know i've seen a lot of people in professional environments even high level people that um when they're in a bad spot they want to shut themselves off and not share that they're in a bad spot whereas mm-hmm. if they can reach out to somebody that is a mentor person um, and just say i'm really struggling i need help that feels so validating for mm. someone to be asked to mentor that person mm-hmm. um, especially if it's done in respect and with sort of some of the the parameters that i was talking about and the other thing i think it does is when you are asked to be a mentor or you are a mentor giving back your time, um, giving of yourself, Mm -hmm. sharing to the collective is a 
a very valuable experience to also validate what you know, not just how you feel, but it feels really good to be able to take something that you have, transfer it to several other people and watch something grow, mm. you know, as a result. I think that's very validating and it feels really good to do that too. And it just puts you in connection with people in a much more intimate way than you normally would. Mm -hmm. The the benefit I found in being a mentor is that um, it really like helps me get better at solving problems, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. like someone else brings like a whole new, oh yeah, yeah, fun yeah, flavor good. of problem set that I yeah. don't have to deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, so it's fun to work th through those things together with someone else yes. it's like co-creation a little bit oh um, my gosh do you know what i just remembered hmm. do you remember that time when we were in our co-working space and i was running strategic planning for a company and they were trying to come up with their mission statement and we were really stuck like they were really stuck i was facilitating them and i saw you walk by <laughs> yeah and like because that is one of the things you're really good at like that's a place that you've mentored a lot of people is right in that place like trying to figure out the strategic vision for a particular group right and i remember <laughs> grabbing you by the shirt and pulled you in there and you normally now had i caught you flat-footed that wouldn't have been a good thing because i didn't ask your permission i just threw you in mm. front of these people and i said hey here's my partner jj hey jj why don't you yeah. work with and yeah. you like were on fire do you remember that yes <laughs> You pulled me in like it's like a like a party <laughs> trick. Like, hey, look at this random guy that I just pulled in is yeah. gonna is gonna in eight minutes tell you why your company exists. And we did. And we did. I've never seen this man before in my life. <laughs> now that situation, I was asking you to mentor in a way that you weren't expecting. I didn't ask your permission, but we had mutual trust with between the fun. two of us. Yeah. And it was fun because I knew that was one of your strengths and we had that mutual trust. Now, had I done that with somebody that I didn't have that level of connection or relationship with, mm -hmm. and because I knew that was something that they were good at, but I didn't ask them permission or I put them on the spot, which mentees will do to mentors and they mm -hmm. think that it's okay to do that. That is not an okay thing to do because it puts the mentor off, you yeah. know? Um, so there really is something like the first thing that has to happen with any mentor relationship is connection. Mm -hmm. And that is on both sides, but led firstly from the mentee's perspective. Brandon, all, all well-intended, um, really should have said, I would love to meet with you. I have a bunch of stuff I'm trying and work through and I could really use your thoughts mm -hmm. he I should agree. have said that, that because that nice. would have given you a chance to think it through <laughs> yep. yeah instead of getting caught yep. flat-footed right yeah right yeah so just but but I think understanding that that whole relationship of mentor mentee now I'll tell you um on the flip side of this uh because of my I don't know if it's because of my title or because I've had my company for 20 years I don't know I don't know it doesn't really matter but on occasion I will have people that make assumptions about me without knowing me. And I don't like that. Um, like assumptions that you can just be their professional coach as like, like at any point in time. Or just give free advice. <laughs> just free advice, yeah. Or they can start calling me buddies or calling me mentors when they don't really know me. They mm. can start calling. Um, I don't like that. I don't like that because it, it is a level of intimacy that I do not share. Mm 
Mm. That level of intimacy, intimacy must be earned and professionally as well, very yeah. much so professionally. Yeah. And so, you know, there is a little nuance here about how to build a strong mentor-mentee relationship. The, um, we've been talking about kind of the work context. Yeah. The, and I, again, I, I think whether people have that kind of formally in their work or, or informally in their work, it just kind of clearly happens. And, and when you talk about work mentors, like it's not, you know, it's a pretty, I'd say, agreeable thing. Mm -hmm. like, like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. I know. I know that. Yeah, I've had that, you know. Um, in the personal relationships, like yeah. talking about having a mentor um, isn't nearly as common. No, I know it. I mean, at I, least in the circles I that I was, run in, no one's running around like, oh, I met with my mentor today. Like, um, we talked about life, but maybe you have a different often. experience. Some I do, yeah. But that's, I think, again, because of the because of the role I play professionally, mm. you know, I, I am in different kinds of relationships and I think the average bear is. It's not good or bad, it just is. Um, but you're right. I don't think personally we are nearly as cognizant of mm -hmm. who it is that we really value because of their own particular skill or personal skill that they bring to the table. I agree. I totally agree with you. I Actually, John Maxwell calls it life skill. Like mm. what life skills do you have Mm -hmm. um, to give to others and what life skills do you seek from others and he uses great examples you know he's like hey if you're struggling in your marriage you're probably not going to go and find somebody who's been divorced six times and ask him advice on how to fix it right right yeah <laughs> you just aren't going to uh, but you will naturally think of couples that have been around longer or that mm. you could try and that would be someplace that you would more personally and quietly lean on or towards mm -hmm. in hopes of getting some mentorship mm-hmm I think there's a whole bunch of them in personal. There was a Seinfeld life. episode about mentors <laughs> and mentees. Do you remember this? No. It was, no. It was awesome because like uh, <laughs> Jerry was dating this this woman <laughs> who had a mentor. And uh -huh. at first he's like, oh, wow, that's like really cool. Like she's really trying to level up. <laughs> and it turns out the men the mentor was, I think his name was Banyan, who's like a knucklehead, like... <laughs> hack comedian so then jerry lost like all respect for her <laughs> oh that guy was absolutely a genius being able to take the simplest weirdest little thing and turn it into a whole big thing it was the first time <laughs> i ever heard like really someone like personally might like be a, a mentee personally like <laughs> oh i don't like, know i think that's great i think it was really I, funny okay let me ask you this though yeah like Think about your personal history. Mm -hmm. When have you leaned on someone in your personal life? Because you do all mm -hmm. the time when you're learning something new. You do. I, I could give you just. I'm not going to say, but I could list <laughs> five times that you've seek. You've been seeking yep. personal mentors. So, like, what's an example of something that you have used when you're trying to when you've used a personal mentor of some sort? Um. Let's see. That's that's now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I like that. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> well, you want you want me to yeah, give you? Well, yeah. Why don't you fill it in I'll, for me? I'll give you a little underhanded throw. How about nice, that? Nice. Yeah. How about when you were going to go to the Boundary Waters for the first time? Oh yeah, sure. That's an easy. Okay, I was thinking like something way more complicated. No, what a it doesn't beautiful have to easy be. example, Melissa. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for putting it on the t-ball stand for me. 
<laughs> yes. So I had never been to the Boundary Waters. I wanted to go to the Boundary Waters. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend Eric mm-hmm. kind of offered to help f- kind of facilitate and guide my first Boundary Waters trip. Yep. So he helped like with what yeah. I needed to pack, what my expectations were. Yeah. Um, you know, Ethan yeah. and I went went with him. So yeah, he was a really wonderful guide and Boundary Waters mentor for that uh-huh. experience. Yeah. See? Yeah. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like I think we have we have so many people that we lean on and that we seek guidance from mm. that we don't even have a conscious awareness about. And I think it happens every dang day to be honest. So what you said there, well, or this that idea, that example, is mm-hmm. a great example because like what I was going to was like, okay, what giant, right. huge, dramatic thing happened in my life where I needed like a steady mentor to guide me through the wreckage, <laughs> For life. right? But it doesn't have to be that, right? It can be something as simple as yeah, I want to go do a new experience. I want to learn a new thing. Totally. And that mentee-mentor relationship might only exist in the time span of a weekend. Not exactly. It, do- it doesn't have to be a time span of many years. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. And if you look at the example that we use, we're talking about Eric, who is one of your guys on your leadership team. Mm-hmm. So now in the professional life, he's not someone that you would naturally think of as a mentor for mm-hmm. you, Right. But here in this pocket of his personal life and your personal life, he was a huge mentor. So that yeah. that's that's yeah. what I mean. I think there's and that and it doesn't have to do with age or anything Mm-mm. else like that. It's just like that's something that his he's done a lot more of, so you could lean on him. Yeah. I I think about when I first moved into my first house, we had no gardens, and I had a master gardener that lived on one side of me and a master gardener that lived on the other, and I was so terrified to try to figure out how do I start a garden. And I just love it. I just went in and she was kind of a little salty, this <laughs> one neighbor. <laughs> and she's like, well, you just start sticking stuff in the ground, Melissa, and some of it'll, <laughs> some of it'll grow and some of it'll die and you'll learn what you can put in there next year. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have the same level of intensity that I did to like mm. have cultivate this beautiful... Right. <laughs> But she was a That's great funny. teacher for me because she really did just explore and have fun. She knew some of the basics, which she was happy to share. But it was just like, you don't have to get so serious. Just have a little fun with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was mentoring for me because I never thought of that. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What if, um, I'm, not, I'm not saying this is in my example, but I was just wondering, is what if you don't want to be in a mentoring relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you... You know, as a, a, if you're the mentor side of it, you're like, ugh, I just mm-hmm. really don't feel I have the time, the energy. Or the, the connection. The, yeah, the connection. How how would you kind of break that to somebody? Yeah, I actually just did this a couple of weeks ago. I had somebody that was kind of tapping me a lot, and I don't really know or trust them because I don't have a long mm. history. And sort of this level of, automatic connection was assumed and I wasn't comfortable with it. And I just said, I'm really, I'm sorry, I'm really not comfortable being able to do that for you. Um, and my time does not allow me to do that for you right now. Hmm. And that's actually what I said. It's hard. And, it, it, you know what though? I felt a lot better. I felt yeah. a lot better being honest and just like kind of getting right to the source of it. How long did you sit with that before you? The before third you... request. The third. They asked three times. So it was like weighing on you a little bit. It was totally. Because right? kind of the first time up. I was like, yeah. 
this person doesn't know me. Mm-hmm. You know, I do not like this natural, oh, you know, we're such buddies. Mm, no, I don't know. We don't know each other. Hmm. So I felt I did feel it. And then the second time I just uh, sort of avoided it, thinking maybe there would be a, oh, okay, she's not responding. And then the third time I was like, nope, I got to I gotta shut this down. Mm-hmm. I felt a lot better after I did. And I did it in a way that was respectful and honest. Like I, mm-hmm. I won't not tell my, I won't, I won't make up a story. It's way easier to just be honest. So I just don't feel this that I'm able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard though. Sometimes, especially, I mean, sometimes you don't want to do that. It's just easier to make up something. (laughs) Yeah. I can't, I got to go brush a dog's teeth right now. I'm so (laughs) sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cool. This is, this is good. I, um, uh, when I kind of like down the opposite side of that, Mm -hmm. when asking, Someone mm-hmm. when reaching out as a mentee and asking a mentor to yeah. to help, um, what do you have advice around? Like, because to me that, like, kind of some of these examples, like real easy ones, like the boundary waters one, pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes when yeah. you ask ask someone for help or their guidance, it it feels a little vulnerable. It's a little it scary to do that. I think it's really vulnerable, but I think that that makes it more approachable for the mentor as well. Mm-hmm. I think that to me, it would be a couple of things. Like I think state what it is that you actually want from the person mm-hmm. and then state what you think that looks like. Mm. In other words, let's say you're having a relationship problem and there's someone that you really value about mm-hmm. how they manage relationships. You could contact that person and say, I, you're just somebody I respect. I think that's the first thing is to honor the person. Um, You're someone that I respect and I would really love to have a conversation with you if I could buy you coffee or lunch Mm -hmm. or something. I'd really like to talk with you about relationships Um, and just get your take on it because I think that you're somebody who is just naturally really gifted with how you manage your relationships. And I just really like to talk with you about that. So you can, so, you know, you can state specifically what it is mm. that you want and the time frame that you want. You're not asking this person to meet with you once a week for the next eight years. Right. You know, yeah. you just want to have an open dialogue and then perhaps they might say, hey, it's been good to talk with you. We should reconnect in a month. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was that then allow that mentor to be the next, the next catalyst for another conversation should there be the necessity for that. Yeah. So I would ask permission and I would be clear about what you'd like. Yep. Perfect. Melissa, will you be my mentor until you die? <laughs> Only if you'll or be I. mine until you die. But I'll probably go first. expectations to be clear here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, think, I just think the world needs to be more vulnerable with the people that we care and know and love. You know, it's just mm-hmm. I think it's really hard right now. And I think the more we can be that way, the more we can feel better being in partnership and in connection with others. And and the, there's so much experience that other people have, yeah. and, and being able to share that and learn from that totally uh, will just make uh, make the world a better place. Yeah, and you know what? You always feel better after doing it. Mm-hmm. You always feel better after doing it. Did you enjoy this episode? Please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey, and there's always further to go. And it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring, seekers.